1: So for my walk in this week, I just want to talk to you about something that I was just reflecting on earlier today. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about perseverance and being proud because I'm one of those people that like I rarely feel proud of myself for things that I do. Um and, you know, I was just thinking about like all that I have on my plate this week and all that I was like doing last week too. And then I was thinking about you and the crazy week you had last week Mm -hmm. and the week that you have lined up now that I'm sure you're not even sure about what every day is going to look like, but just, you know, like you're busy this week with other stuff, busy this weekend, I'm busy this weekend. And I think that it takes so much perseverance for like, us to do what we do, not just with the podcast, but like mm-hmm. with you know our work lives and yeah. our personal lives, and especially during COVID, like yeah. burnout is real. You know, like I feel like everybody's working so much harder than normal. You know, just to do what we need to do. Yeah. um Every you know, like as every aspect of life is harder than everything than it used to be. Everything is you know? harder. Yeah, even just going to the grocery store. You know, so. I just wanted to reflect this week on how much, I mean, you and I, Mm -hmm. but I mean, anyone listening also, Mm -hmm. how much we've persevered through this.
0: This, I mean, even as you're saying it, I can't help but to think about just like this concert with BTS and ARMY and the perseverance that had to go on with that. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, it's not even just like the physical being together. It's like the entire album, all the expectations on their end, our end. Yeah. um, But not to bring it. I didn't know I mean to bring in BTS but I was I literally just was too. thinking like how much perseverance that took on both ends with BTS and ARMY yeah but also with our everyday lives too and everyone else's like our friends and family around us
1: yeah so uh, you know on I was just thinking we should be very proud of you know everybody how hard you're working whatever what we're all doing right now we should take a moment and just Be proud of yourself and going along. We're very proud of BTS right now. We're very proud of ARMY. And
0: they're proud of us. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, I love that. I love that you're saying this because I think there's a lot of people who need to hear it. I needed to hear it. Yeah. Um, Just to be proud, even though every day is a challenge and I'm not always totally satisfied with my work or how I'm performing, but. uh,
1: You should be very proud of yourself. When you talk about your job, I am just amazed. You know, like, I think that you, I think it's really rewarding, but I think back to when we first met and I, you know, I didn't really know what OTs did at Mm -hmm. all. I didn't have any concept of it, but everything I know about OT is through you. And I you know I love seeing how passionate you are and how even though you know you've that was back even when we were in college like freshmen in college and seeing your skill and your passion grow and like now this job that you have that's like so stressful but like you are changing your patients lives every day and like helping them in such an important way um wow, so I just stop. want to be proud of yourself okay I just wanted to
0: I you talk know. about it Thank you. Thank you. I told you, I've told you many times, but this career is just extremely rewarding. Yeah. And though this job is very stressful and things are crazy day to day, like I never know what I'm walking into. I'm literally walking into the homes of people like there. And you just see a lot there, you know, when mm-hmm. you're walking and being invited into their home to provide like care. Um, it's just mind opening and extremely, extremely rewarding. So, yeah, I love the setting though stressful way more rewarding than any other setting I've worked in yeah Yeah. I'm very thank you for saying that you're welcome I I needed to hear that I
1: I just see how hard you're working I want you to be proud of yourself oh
0: thank you thank
1: you so on that note welcome back Iconics and if you're new to the podcast I'm Kayla
0: and I'm Bethany and this is standing BTS
1: yes yes welcome
0: to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS
1: what a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way.
0: Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you.
1: Totally. But if you're down for some, Park Jimin in filter is Satan. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if I can say that on his birthday week, but... Oh, I think you can.
0: <laughs> I really, like, with the filter performance, and we'll so get into it today, guys. Um, but, yeah, Eyes of a Siren. Like, I, I find myself going back and re-watching it just because, like, I'm so alert. I'm so drawn in yeah. by Park Jimin, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> or in my three years of being an ARMY never have i been this wrecked by a member like i am fearful of j-hope <laughs> i am fearful of j-hope he's coming for your life it's like i've never questioned everything so much before <laughs> just because of j-hope
1: you might have to double bias is that what you're saying
0: i think i'm like on that on that, <laughs> on the that that's why i'm fearful because like my whole army you know life here has been young bias
1: i mean at (laughs) at, at some point as somebody who has become double biased at some point you might just have to accept it you know
0: he's like he's always been my like main bias wrecker, him and jen yeah double bias wreck with with jen and j-hope but like j-hope really is like going up that ladder this this map of the soul one concert
1: changed my life with (laughs) j-hope forever (laughs) Uh, so if you're here for that then you're in the right place
0: Okay, so today, guys, we're literally just going to go through the set list of the Map of the Soul 1 concert. Day 1 and Day 2 will both be talked about, but we're just going to go through the set list. And uh, honestly, we don't even have that many notes because we just got out. I mean, this is the day after both Nights 1 and Night Mm 2, so we're like, it's fresh in our minds. It's all we're thinking about. Mm -hmm. We're ready to talk about it.
1: Yeah, so this is going to be... A really organic conversational um driven episode just about this Not amazing scripted. weekend totally unscripted
0: totally unscripted
1: <laughs> <laughs> um okay so but before we do get into today's episode we want to say thank you iconics for being here and for supporting us if you'd like to support us even further and have access to our google docs um full of episode notes important links and pictures you can do that by donating to our patreon at patreon.com standing bts
0: Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes any type of support is super appreciated thank you guys for being here and for listening yeah Uh, we really have great confidence that this episode is going to be so fun yeah Um, just it's a concert yay guys
1: um okay so we do want to talk about our charity of the month for october um this is in honor of hispanic heritage month which goes from september 15th through october 15th and we are encouraging. you guys to donate alongside us to unidos us which is a nonpartisan. um Voice for Latinos that serves the Hispanic community through research, policy analysis, state and national advocacy efforts. Um, they also work in communities nationwide. There are nearly 300 local affiliates across the country and they serve millions of Latinos every day through civil engagement, civil rights, immigration, education workforce, and health and housing. Um, so this is a very far-reaching um nonprofit that we just want you guys to join in and donating with us the link is going to be in the description
0: yeah, yeah definitely consider going in and donating it's just like such a wonderful cause and just the you know a wonderful charity to donate to yeah
1: definitely okay so before we really get into this episode we just have to mention some huge news because it happened
0: today it happened today <laughs> and we're like we have to oh this.
1: bts right now are number one and number two on the Billboard Hot 100. Unbelievable. Because number one right now is the Savage Love remix, of course, featuring Jungkook, J-Hope, and Yoongi. Um, and this is just incredible. Mm. I cannot believe that. I mean, I of can- course I can believe, but yeah. it's just incredible. Mm-hmm.
0: I kind of felt that, like, ARMY was working for it. I was working for it. I was streaming it as much as I could. I was like, yeah, how cool would it be if it was Jimin's birthday yes. and we got this up there or whatever? Um But for it to become a reality, to see that Savage Love remix with BTS is number one. Mm -hmm. And number two is Dynamite. It is unbelievable. I mean, we're talking a whole month, four weeks of like dominating. I don't even know what week we're on, like week five. It's just crazy um, how um, just like they've been dominating number one and number two spots. And for this Savage Love remix to get back on number one, like... Was Savage Love ever number one? Was it maybe number one? Like, I have a no clue. Weeks? I really don't know. But to see this remix specific like Savage Love is number one blows my mind with like BTS. It's yeah. incredible. It's crazy. It's amazing.
1: And icing on the cake is that because Savage Love is number one on the charts, this makes Soap the first Korean artist credited with writing credits on a number one Hot 100 song. Fucking Min Yoongi and what? Jung Ho Sok. First Korean men.
0: I was telling you, I don't think that they ever thought that they would achieve this, um, but this is huge. Like they are credited as writers for Savage the Savage Love Remix because they wrote their verses, and for it to be number one, it's like they're the only. Korean artists to have obtained a song that they wrote on and are credited as um, being number one.
1: Incredible, fucking incredible! I'm, I bet Namjoon is jealous. He didn't hop on that song. I'm sure. As a I'm sure
0: he's jealous, but I'm sure he's also very proud. Oh, he's I'm had sure. a lot of songs that he's worked on remixes with and stuff, um, with like Steve Aoki and like other artists. Wale, but Wale, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm sure he's like stepping back and being like, "Ooh, maybe I'm a little jealous," but like he's obviously he's probably has to be so so proud yeah imagine min yoongi right now oh my gosh I'm,
1: he's <laughs> elated i'm so so proud of I them hope like, and
0: j-hope are like having a little fun celebration together
1: yeah i hope soap is celebrating they definitely deserve to be
0: okay so let's go ahead and get into this concert, guys. So we're going to just go through the set list. We'll talk a little bit about like the VCRs and the mints as well. Um, but we're really just combining day one and two, just whatever comes to mind and what really stood out with us for those songs. Um, but yeah, we're just going to give you our, our impression. So yeah. first, let's talk about where we were and how we ended up going about our viewing experience for the mm-hmm. concert for day one and day two. So day one Kayla and I, we watched this together. Yeah. Yeah. We watched night one together, day one together. Yeah.
1: And um, it was funny because we were out, Jordan and I, the night before watching like the Lakers game and we had a little bit of a drive home. So we really didn't get home until right before midnight. And I was so excited for this concert. And we made plans for you to be to my house at 3.30 in the morning so we could watch it on my big TV Mm -hmm. because we thought the concert started at four. And you know what? I'm annoyed about that whole timing thing because we checked the time so many times and nowhere did it say like it opens at four. Like,
0: No, uh, so they were saying like with a lot of the promotional stuff that came out for Map of the Soul 7 or one concert, Map of the Soul 1 concert, they were saying, you know, like this specific time and that was 4 a.m. our time. Mm -hmm. And when they said that there was like the pre-show uh, was 60 minutes before showtime. I thought, okay, well, if the concert starts at four, that means pre-show or just like when you can enter starts at three. Right. But when we were wrong. We were wrong. They, were wrong. <laughs> they, they factored in with like their promotional stuff they factored in that hour pre-show and we didn't know that so when we when okay so that morning um when I had to leave my apartment at 3 a.m like I literally (laughs) had Corey walk me out because I was like it's 3 a.m on a like Friday night slash Saturday morning I'm like there's there could be anything anyone anything happening uh I just need Corey (laughs) to walk me to my car because what um something you don't do very often. So yeah, I drove over to to your place at three in the morning and I get a text from my sister who's trying to see it, to watch. And she's trying to get in to like the pre-show, whatever. And she said, I can't get in. I can't get in. I can't. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, this it wouldn't be a BTS concert if you're not freaking out. Like you're missing. No, you can't like, watch it. Oh, like oh, I didn't get this wristband, or I didn't. You
1: know, whatever. Like at I didn't actual, put this code in right.
0: Exactly. At actual concerts, there's always like some sort of meltdown that you got some sort of information wrong because it's totally possible. <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> especially with the way they put out the information about this concert oh on like God. nine different instagram posts and each one had like different instructions yeah yeah
0: yeah there was a lot of confusion especially with the website too like when you bought the ticket they said oh yeah big hit will send you like a website um but we it like through email none of us got a website through email but we're like thinking we have some sort of personal link that we have to like tune into that went missing in my email somewhere <laughs> but it was like they posted this one link on their like instagram account they're like hey this is where you need to go to access it's like what maybe they put it on their twitter too but like but i mean if you miss those instagram posts like how would you have attended this concert yeah yeah
1: <laughs>
0: it's you know it's exclusive
1: <laughs> always big hit b- yeah big so- hit exclusive
0: ultimately i ended up getting to your house and we were just an hour early and mm-hmm. it was fine but we even tweeted it out into the world like who else can't get in well, like, everybody was
1: like hey stupid <laughs> you can't get in yet at 4 a.m you can get in and we we're like right, yeah like sorry. you're early to the party like <laughs> a half hour early oh that's okay we had coffee we had breakfast tacos and we chit-chatted before it started and then we got to watch all of the promos which mm-hmm. were incredible all of these samsung commercials oh my god like this isn't even part of the episode we're not even talking about this so i'm gonna move on but wow seriously the sub units if you didn't watch him you know in the in the concert you need to go find these these commercials samsung
0: commercials holy
1: shit yeah like minjun perfume Mm -hmm. like commercial oh my god yes i I just can't handle it tay soap (laughs) With the baking and the yeah Yunky
0: like cracking the fucking chocolate, chocolate bar. bar. Fuck, Fuck.
1: <laughs> break yeah. my neck. Yeah, literally so powerful. <laughs>
0: Oh man, we're getting too distracted already for this. Okay. So yeah, we ended up watching it together, and yeah. it was just really such a fun experience. It was so fun. We didn't get to do this for Bon Bon Con together. No. Um. So to be able to witness this concert that we've envisioned that we were going to go to together in Fort Worth again in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it was just, it was really fun to be together. I had my RJ headband on. We both had BT21 shirts on. We, we had our army bombs. Yeah, we synced our army bombs. We stood for the whole concert. Yeah.
1: We moved my furniture. I was like, are, there's no reality that we're actually sitting. Like we, we stood pretty much the whole time. So then on night two, we actually only originally bought a day one ticket because we were just like, it's the same thing, whatever. But then we had seen a billboard article where it teased that they were going to have something different. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't a ton of stuff different, but it was definitely impactful things that were different on day two. And we ended up after seeing the day one concert and it was so incredible. We immediately bought the day two ticket. Yeah. And I,
0: it was like after those ments, too, and just hearing what they did, it was like without question, you and I both had like the same look, same, like we could tell. We had
1: to support them. Yeah. We knew we had to support them for day two.
0: That's exactly how I felt. I'm like I have to be there. I have yeah. to support them and cheer them on, even though it's like through a screen. They really, you know, would it have made a difference? I don't know. But yeah. I feel like there is seriously some cosmic connection. And I really think that these online. Concerts proved that.
1: Yeah. Definitely. So for day two, we, you know, it was at two a.m. our time. So we just stayed at our respective houses since we already got the experience of watching it together. Um, and I know for me, I watched a lot of day two on multi-screen, and I also went around different screens. I know you went around to different screens also.
0: Definitely during the men's is when I wanted to to click around, mm-hmm. but it was super unfortunate because for some reason my thing was most glitchy whenever it was like the encore stages and the- immense i don't know what that was about and i could like see like the views going up during those times so i guess there might be armies that specifically tuned in for like just the mints and just the encore stages which kind of makes sense because for night two those are like where a lot of the differences happen yeah although all the performances were slightly different for day one and day two definitely um but yeah so that was a little glitchy for me but yeah i watched by myself and we both, we texted yeah. and it
1: was just fun. I mean, it was I just wanted to share it was so cute. Um, Jordan had been gaming all night, and then I was asleep until I woke up at like 1 45 to get ready for the concert. He came in to go to bed at the same time that I get up for this concert, but he wanted to like he acted like he wanted to watch with me. So I took my AirPods out and I was playing the sound from the speakers, and he grabbed the army bomb and it was like synced and everything, and he was holding it in his hand. And he fell asleep with the army bomb oh in his hand. No. It was so That's cute. That's so sweet. That's so, so
0: sweet. I'll never forget how he went with us to um, Chicago. Chicago. He yeah. loved it. Corey, I don't think we'll ever go to a BTS concert. His poor soul.
1: Um, oh, we'll pray for him.
0: But yeah, we'll pray for him. But he did wake up. It was funny because he, I mean, our whole loft was just like black, you know, because Corey was sleeping. So he comes out, I think maybe to go to the bathroom, but I thought he like woke up because literally when he comes around the corner, I have my tablet out, my army bomb, and I'm just like going out. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Know, but like silently I looked probably insane um but he came over and I was like oh my god I'm sorry to wake you up he said no no I was just getting up whatever I said well your favorite song is playing boy with love they were performing boy with love so Corey actually like stopped and watched boy with love with me but then he went back to bed but it's so sweet
1: that he watched with you though yeah
0: it was really kind of like a nice little well unexpected moment. moment that happened yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so let's get into the set list. And we're Mm -hmm. just going to talk about day one, day two, generally, as we go through. Um, Again, super conversational, just whatever comes to mind um, and has stayed with us and impacted us after the concert. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first thing that they performed was On. That's an awesome song to come out to. Totally makes sense for this era, for this tour.
0: They do their most hype title track song for their like opener. They always do this as tradition. This is BTS. Yeah. I mean, when we saw them in Fort Worth with uh, the Love Yourself tour, they came out with Idol. When we saw them uh, in, in Chicago. Chicago, Well, didn't they come out with Dionysus? They came out with
1: Dionysus yeah, in Chicago. Damn, yeah. 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 So that sh- I mean both. But that of was those. a hype song. Hype, yeah. hype,
0: hype. They have to start hype.
1: Yeah. So the new hype song on, and I think really. I mean, this was an incredible first performance. They came out with such intensity. But I think for both of us, oh day one. Day one. The biggest thing is house hock, where he was fucking sleeveless with those sleeveless. like rhinestone bands up one arm, but just like this leather vest, and that's it. Oh
0: my gosh. <gasps> oh my gosh. The it looked like large arm bracelets, but mm-hmm. it was a part of the shirt, like the vest that he was wearing, but ultimately just sleeveless, black hair beautifully tousled extreme smoky eye eyeliner like fuck
1: full fucking arms <laughs> like i just cannot believe forehead, yeah. forehead. I, mean, I mean everything a little bit
0: his his was a little fluffy but it looked good <sighs> he looked unbelievably like dangerous and lethal yeah
1: we were just wrecked i think the entire day 1 concert our heart rates were completely elevated just mm-hmm. from that one beginning of yeah. seeing sleeveless hosak like <laughs> Just come out with his full arms like that. Mm -hmm. Destruction. Destruction,
0: yeah. (laughs) But since we're talking about day one and day two, I will say a difference with day two was with this opening song right here, right off the bat, I was like, holy crap, we were texting on day two. And I just thought they are more comfortable they are confident there's less nerves like i could tell because on day one i think i even mentioned to you when we were together like wow they're working really hard i can see yungi visibly eyeing where yes. he is on the stage yes
1: day one they were and you said that during on like even mm-hmm. i after you said that i caught namjoon glancing over to like his right side to mm-hmm. you know to look at the other members and definitely a huge difference between day one and day two like day two so much more comfortable yeah
0: so much more comfortable and i think that made this day two performance of on just extra powerful and you know hype yeah. they came out guns a blazing yeah
1: but this is just <laughs> such a good song such a good song perfect beginning to a concert yeah. i mean ultimate hype song but like Wow, incredible song. I
0: really just look at the lyrics of On and how much it really is motivating and we can apply it to what is happening right now. Yeah. Like literally overcoming these things, like bring on the pain. Yeah. And that's, it's just blows my mind. You know, I feel like, I always kind of get this way, but things happen for a reason. I think the stars align in some weird way. And though Map of the Soul 1, Map of the Soul 7 deserved a beautiful, incredible, sexy-ass concert um, (laughs) (laughs) around the world. But I felt like it was, you know, this was what was meant. This was what was destined that it ended up being online. It's unfortunate.
1: It is. Um, So the next song was No. And I just love that this is the next song after on um you know when when on came out a lot of people made the connection on and no um and it's just awesome that this is map of the soul seven um, it's supposed to be a commemoration of their seven years together and you know i i didn't really think too much about this set list ahead of time but it completely makes sense that they're going to go back and perform some of their most classic like truly bangtan songs um, and to do something like this, perform on, and then know in such an, like, no in 2020? Are mm-hmm. you kidding? Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that it was really cool that they included it.
0: I am so on board with you with that. I had no idea that they were going to perform No. Granted, I didn't really think much about the set list. Uh, but seeing this, like, it just makes sense with the, the on and no being reverse of each other to have them back to back like this. It was really epic. It was a really cool decision on their part. And um, No is such a hype song, too. But I think it's hard for me to imagine it that because they were just so young, early BTS. That, yeah. Like, when you go back and watch No, you're like, Wow purple hair Young and like baby baby cookie you know yeah. like so it's such a hype song but i love seeing it with like the bts of today and how important that song is to them and their success and where they've gone from here you know from yeah. th- where they've come from no but yeah because those back.
1: lyrics also in no um they're just they're really standing up to the man and the system and i feel like bts has always stood for this concept of you know finding your own path and that's even a theme throughout this whole like concert and it's awesome to bring back a song like that that you know it's one of their classic songs and they were speaking this way and they had this opinion and you know knew that this was who they was from who they were from the beginning
0: so after no then we got We Are Bulletproof Part 2, another uh, old school song. We're talking first album. Yeah. No More Dream. No More Dream. Too Cool for School. Too Cool for School. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This was really special because before they got into We Are Bulletproof Part 2, they ended up doing just a little snippet of that intro performance trailer that they did before their their comeback Um, this intro performance trailer that they did before their uh dark and wild uh danger comeback yeah before that album so long ago so so long ago but this performance that they did and this choreography i mean we've had episodes about we've had a full episode on very good camera literally dedicated an entire episode to this performance something that happened literally five years ago so so long ago and to see them doing it like this is I think one of the only times they've brought it back and putting just a little bit of that choreography before we are bulletproof part two I was blown away I, yeah. I couldn't believe what I was seeing I was into like, their they-?
1: tour set list like they were gonna tour with this I was
0: like wow they really brought that back and like what a time to bring it back to for this concert and it was like it was too good obviously we both love that interperformance performance trailer um it was too good not to bring back and i had i just really wasn't expecting it holy shit
1: no i wasn't expecting it at all i think when on day 1 when we were watching it we were like is this is mm-hmm. this the intro performance trailer is this a dance like what the fuck because mm. i mean you were literally just talking about it like
0: a couple episodes ago i literally. brought it up
1: yeah and i mean We felt like when we spoke about it on that episode, the Very Good Camera episode, that that was a really impactful and like pivotal moment for BTS. Mm -hmm. And to see now that they, you know, paid homage to it Mm -hmm. and that moment and that moment in time in this set list, um, I feel like it says something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Definitely. If you are a baby army or like a newer army listening, you this is one of those must go back. Must go back and watch must this see. intro performance trailer performance that they did. Uh, very good camera. Yeah. It's a must. Yeah. But yeah, they did this before We Are Bulletproof Part 2 and just so powerful. They were so high energy. I mean, just I we got with that intro performance trailer, they... Sp- put a little spin on it they had hope cook and they had jimin do like their own little dance parts yeah and they had okay that hope cook part though holy crap where they like like roll on each other oh my
1: gosh so cool i feel like there's something so special when hope cook does choreography together mm-hmm. they feed off of each other so well
0: yeah yeah and it's just like a duo that really really works and yeah. i love it um and you don't get it very often but then Young coming out after that with like some other bts members behind him and he's just like I mean, so powerful and moving so quickly, so powerful. I'm like, oh, my God. How do you do
1: it? Yeah. Yeah, he looked great. He did such a good job. He did. They all did. They all did. I love that they have We Are Bulletproof Part 2 right here. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes sense for me conceptually after no, like, classic song. I mean, bringing it with the most classic song, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But just having this song on this set list, I mean... Like, this is from their first album. And when we talk about Map of the Soul Seven and the Seven Years and this tour or the set list, you know, of what the tour was supposed to be, being conceptually like a you know a revisit to and like a journey through the seven years that's what it really feels like it was amazing to be like wow I cannot believe they're performing we are bulletproof part two in 2020 they're fucking incredible they sound perfect they're dancing perfectly but just bringing back like I mean it really made me reflect on they have always been so good
0: from day one from, day from day the one. beginning from no more dream yeah all the way up till now they have been good this is why they're here
1: The fact that it holds up, Mm -hmm. this song from their first album holds up on this massive set list full of all of their hits. Mm -hmm.
0: I know that we're talking about We Are Bulletproof, but Brittany texted me during this concert, No More Dream is still her favorite song.
1: That's insane. That's
0: insane to me. That is her favorite song from BTS, 2013 debut song. It's
1: still, we were. I was just saying this to you, I think it's the best debut track ever.
0: Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Like, I
1: hear other people's debut tracks and I'm like, okay, not as good as No More Dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might yeah. be biased, but like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, after we are bulletproof part two we had a vcr the first vcr um so we're just gonna try to talk about all the vcrs in general right now yeah yeah because um, we just
0: it's not clear in our minds yeah in what order it came in
1: because here's what we do remember <laughs> black and white beauty shots almost like a fashion show of just how fucking incredible they all looked mature stick out
0: i mean how many times that i turned to you especially during the vcrs that i was like this is just mature bts this concert is grown up mature men yeah bts yeah
1: because these vcrs it's not like they just Film them. Like it was clear they were the ones that they filmed way back when, when they were planning to go on this tour. Yeah,
0: you could see literally by like their hair color, especially with Namjoon. Like, wow, they actually recorded these VCRs back when they released on. Yeah, crazy. Yeah.
1: And I, I mean, for us having been to the Love Yourself and Speak Yourself, the VCRs there were so cute and bubbly and happy and playful. And these are massively different. I mean, mature is the perfect word, but the black and white, the, you know, just the really amazing Mm. angles and shots of them, they all look so handsome, so hot. And I think that's the purpose. Like, I mean, we were completely enthralled during those VCRs. Yeah,
0: I can't help but to mention one of my favorite things was the Cook the kind of vcr that happened with the 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 black paint yeah uh jungkook wiping his mouth and Young all crazy psycho-eyed which why i love that i don't know um but <laughs> oh
1: like, no fucking clue yeah. I, it's not like you're writing a fanfic about that <laughs>
0: but like psycho-eyed Young, like <laughs> just <laughs> dripping you know like this paint over his like eye and down the side of his face with this like deranged smile wow i was like Oh my god, <laughs> oh, like big hit just really knows what taste stands want. Mm. <laughs> oh,
1: I have to, if you're going to talk about that, then I have to talk about in the first VCR, um, they really kind of singled out Nam June, and there was one point where they were all BTS were standing and they were kind of arranged in a formation and the camera panned up from like in front of them to a bird's eye view and with the pan BTS's faces followed yeah. just perfectly beautifully slowly but then as the camera pans back down it's only Namjoon there and he just looks stunning wow. stunning. and he reaches his hand out as if to say wait for me you know like the perfect VCR is such a tease you know he has such a wow factor oh,
0: he's- a-, a lot of him <laughs> (laughs) in the vcrs with like the purple hair and the green eye combo just striking i just can't peel my eyes away just gorgeous incredible yeah Yeah. but yeah the vcrs they all i mean every single one of them look mature and very very hot And i mean just gorgeous all around stunning yeah Yeah. there's just no other way to put it Uh, yeah but yeah, I turned to you so many times, like, this is so mature. <laughs> this is just so mature. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's
1: true. <laughs> okay, so Persona was right after the first VCR, which really made sense from the first VCR because they seemed to single out Namjoon a little bit. Um, so there was, to me, a little bit of a difference between the day one and the day two performances, but I was thinking the day one, I mean, he's the first solo stage. Um He came out with such an intensity that I cannot believe after experiencing the rest of the day one concert and hearing like their mens at the end and how they were like kind of feeling about everything that he was able to come out with such intensity his whole face was straining and almost like beat red from how harsh he was spitting his verses and like I mean it was really impactful him at the beginning standing at that podium you know it, it made me think of the UN it just made me think about how people say President Namjoon it just, yeah. it just <laughs> think about how like you know when he when he speaks uh we want to listen because we feel like he has such wisdom and he has something to say um but just the raw intensity that came out in that day one concert um was insane it was like wow this is so much and day two he was incredible but i think he was more comfortable than he was on day one but That's what I have to say about that. Yeah,
0: I think there's a lot of expectation. There's a lot of pressure with being the intro and being the opening solo stage performance that you come out doing. Lots of pressure, but it also makes a lot of sense that it was Namjoon, our leader, and he... I say our later, I'm like, we're such a cult. Um.
1: I know. But I mean, it's intro persona. So yeah. it's, you know, even though we had the beginning opening to the concert, this is really like the intro to the, you know, the main body of the Map of the Soul, mm-hmm. you know, seven songs.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, with his performance, I love how you're just talking about the intensity. Day one, especially, I saw the intensity. It was like, fuck. You could see the veins in his forehead and temple just, like, popping out from underneath his skin. Uh, He was, uh, like, sweating. You could just, with that podium and everything going on, I'm like, wow, this is just so powerful. Such a statement. I really think it's one of my favorite performances from the entire concert. I think it just really fit. It was so perfect. Let's talk about that like on fire microphone swinging like a pendulum behind him
1: holy crap and how he it, it wasn't like lit the whole time it was the original microphone he had spit the fucking first verse intense veins popping and then he fucking threw that microphone and it lights on fire mid-air and then for the entire like rest of the verse it's and song it's just swinging back and forth on fire and like that's a statement in and of itself like Mm -hmm. I think he felt like he had to be that intense because at the end that fucking mic was gonna light on fire like you know it made me think like metaphors like his words are fire his words are intense you know but I mean that's what it Mm -hmm. really conveyed
0: yeah I really think I enjoyed it more night two because being my anxiety ridden (laughs) self night one I'm like that microphone's on fire like that better not light the stage on fire like June bts like stay safe we don't need the flames no (laughs) but i see the effect but i really like night one i was like that thing's on fucking fire like that better not ignite anything the
1: curtains him you know no not
0: worth it keep bts safe so after this we ended up getting boy in love which, again, one of those old-school songs that is just one of their best. It's one of their best, yeah. you know, and they're only doing their best songs right now. But, like, one of those older songs that will just never be over, we will all always really enjoy and love. I, any chance I get of, like, growly young is just amazing. Seeing him come to the front and start it up is just, like, my favorite one of my all-time favorites
1: i feel like it just worked really well after persona like when we saw bts starting to come in and you know get on stage behind namjoon both of us were like is it gonna be boy in love next because just the outfits looked like it you know Mm -hmm. um it worked really well those two songs paired next to each other
0: you know what i didn't think about until just now is persona has this like classroom feel Mm -hmm. and boy in love has that also like classroom feel too so i don't know if that was intentional but that was kind
1: of cool I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Persona sample the intro song for for that same album for School Love Affair? Yes. So, yes. Totally
0: makes sense. Wow. Didn't even think about that.
1: BTS. Look at what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, So next up was Dionysus. And really, the main thing we have to talk about for Dionysus is this trap beat remix. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know... BTS talks about always trying to bring ARMY something new with a performance. And this is a song so many of us have seen so many times. We're never going to be tired of it, but Mm -mm. we've seen this performance a lot. Never did I think that they were going to come out and perform a remix. Mm -hmm. Um, Hello, please post it so we can stream it. Yeah.
0: I retweeted someone on Twitter who was like, all right, big hit. You have 50 seconds to get this Dionysus remix on Spotify. Yeah.
1: Yeah. it's so good and they had like green lighting like Mm -hmm. they still had the epic they had like that like concrete warehouse style building behind them and then like the classic Dionysus tables that they used to perform but Mm -hmm. like green lighting which was super cool Mm um I
0: really liked the slower beat the lower slower beat of this Dionysus remix that allowed for BTS to not be so high intensity with Dionysus because when they're like that I almost like they're straight they're doing too much they're working too hard and
1: they already did that with On
0: yeah exactly so to see them out here just like really getting to freestyle and vibe more with the song is way more appealing to me yeah Um, and it's less hard on their bodies and I'm just that's something that I kind of think about which I probably shouldn't be and they don't want us to think about that you know (laughs) they want us to just enjoy no
1: but you know Army we just want them to be well exactly exactly
0: but yeah that green lighting Jen when he got up with J-Hope oh my god "Mm," like that Low deep voice. Oh my god. The brows. Yes. Yeah. Uh just hosok. <laughs> just just you
1: know, without us needing to say, you guys should just assume that hosok at any moment is wrecking both of us. Like it but has become is, a serious problem.
0: I my, poor little Bethany did not know <laughs> at the time what she was in for with with j-hope for this concert because i mean with on i was like wow whoa like getting wrecked yeah um and then with dionysus getting wrecked and then from here it just gets to a point where it's like do i double bias <laughs>
1: <laughs> those times when Hostock really makes you question yourself yeah uh, yeah okay so after that we have another VCR and then the VCR transitions us into shadow Mm -hmm. oh my gosh so this shadow performance was it had a lot of the to me like the artistic styles that the music video had Um, there was a hallway except for in the performance the hallway was really cool where there was it was like stretchy fabric and hands pushing in impressing on him kind of maybe shoving him at times you know crowding his Mm -hmm. space as he tried to walk down this hallway um and then he gets into a like a cube room that's green looking like people are pressing up on against it really similar to what we saw in the music video um but wow min Yungi in this performance i mean shadow live is just something so special mm-hmm. he's incredible
0: because you get to hear the the live in the moment passionate rapping that goes on yeah. and so with day one i really i mean it was so striking the the way that he was rapping it was so intense it was crazy and um, we've got on day one we have full forehead Yungi too Um, oh, incredible like emo lover he looks so <laughs> great um but for this day one shadow performance i don't know if this happened on day two but like i remember on day one one of those like hands that was coming through really pressed him yeah. um and he like he really he went with it but I was like damn was that intentional I don't know but yeah Yungi day one I really saw him eyeing where he was and like what he was doing but day two and but not to don't get me wrong day one shadow he was like going all in with his rap mm-hmm. and I really felt it and I really kind of got emotional with it because it was like damn you know I want to be a rap star. I yeah. want to be the top. Yeah. I want to be a king. You know, hearing him that, hearing, hearing him that live, live is just different. You yeah. know, because hearing you, him
1: rap these verses yeah, live, because you
0: can only imagine that they're contemplating these lyrics when they rap it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but day two really felt the power, and he, I think he really just full emotion was all in it because I think. I really thought Yungi was maybe a little nervous day one. Day two I didn't see any nerves yeah. at all. And I mean this I This is think my own could, perspective. Yeah.
1: I think you could say that for all any of them you know Mm -hmm. like there's different times during the day one concert where we can definitely see the effects of nervousness um Mm -hmm. and it could just be i mean obviously a combination of things first concert the pressure of them having to this is their only time that they can show the set list Mm -hmm. and the pressure of getting it perfect on both nights the first times that you're actually performing this concert at length for and audience, you know, um, I I definitely see some of Yumi's nervousness in that first night, but. And the second night, so powerful, so comfortable. Can we talk about his quick change? Um, You know, one of the big things we talked about when Shadow came out was like that really experimental ending where it's like there's a lot going on. There's growling. There's, you know, that like squeaky Mm -hmm. voice that he does. With the shadow. With the shadow. God. And then in the actual performance, he quick changed, you Mm -hmm. know, the backup dancers come around him and it comes out and then he performs that last shadow part and he's Mm -hmm. suddenly in an all black outfit. It's super intense. I loved I it blew my mind this part at the end, mm-hmm. the shadow part at the end.
0: I mean, yeah, when I, you can only expect this to happen where he backs up, he like is spitting his verse so hard, he backs up and you just hear that siren, you know, that alarm mm-hmm. going off and the red beating above him and he's looking up at this alarm and then it's just like boom, he turns into the shadow and that rapping and the distortion that he does and how he changes his flow and his style was unbelievable yeah unbelievable. experimental as
1: fuck and like mm-hmm. showing like another persona inside your rap persona is like something that some of the best rappers do and i feel like he pulled it off man executed so well
0: man he did such a good job yeah and getting into the next song i couldn't believe this on day one when we were together i think i maybe turned to you and i was like He just went from fucking Shadow into Black Swan, like this poor man. Yeah, working so hard. little did I know that he would go from Shadow to Black Swan to Ugg. Yoongi's stamina that he fucking needed for that is unreal. Like, round of applause for Yoongi for that. God damn. But yeah, but after this was Black Swan. Yeah. And wow, before, I think, was it before or was it in the middle of Black Swan that they showed Jimin's I think it
1: was... I thought it was, like, at the end of Black Swan. Was it at the end of Because then they led Swan? into, like, a VCR from the end of Black Swan. Yeah. Yeah, like, it it really... I mean, to me, that's the main thing I want to talk about, this Black Swan performance. Obviously, every time they perform Black Swan, it's incredible. Yeah. That goes without saying.
0: Jungkook, Jungkook shirt, maybe, gets a little oh shout Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That
1: fucking... Uh, okay, like you can sheer, talk about it. Like, yeah. the,
0: just the sheer see-through mesh fabric, but then, like, kind of like a velvet-looking flower rose pattern mm-hmm. put over it
1: up to like the the turtleneck like length of the you know the neckline neck, yeah. oh my gosh and the fact that his jacket was also open and so when he would do like those body rolls are just right at the beginning generally, the middle yeah oh, such a tease
0: yeah black swan just blows my mind every time with the choreography yeah. but i do think that one of the standout things for this black swan performance was jimin's uh black swan solo solo dance dance that
1: I just oh my gosh this is so crazy but we had just talked about when we finally talked about the black swan choreography video we want where's the bangtan bomb or something Mm -hmm. I mean Jimin had to learn this whole this whole choreography can we see it please little did we know that they were planning on doing it for the tour and that Jimin would have had a dance solo like this for the tour. How fucking incredible. Yeah. And I mean, to at least have been able to give it to us here for the Map of the Soul 1 concerts uh, was just a treat and totally unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um, The choreography blew us both away.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. And... It just was so gorgeous with the sheets and the the way that it was all done. Um, he's just gorgeous, yeah. and he his I love the lights on his feet. Yeah, the lights on his feet, and really getting to see the intricate footwork that he does, the contemporary style that he does, but the very traditional ballet. Yeah, he's just he's just a beautiful dancer. Yeah, uh, and I'm so glad that we got this. It was special. So, yeah, so special it was girl i can't even get into the next song (laughs) i don't even want to acknowledge the next song
1: it's too much (laughs) Ugh. was the next song and um i mean we were all expecting something super hype because it's the rap line song yeah (laughs) yeah um what surprised us both is that to begin with it was just namjoon and yoongi on stage
0: yeah before before we even get into that Mm -hmm. You know that, I mean, we both love Ugg. Yeah. But this was one of the stages I was looking forward to the most. Even as much as Zero O'Clock affects me and, like, gets me emotional, Ugg is, like, one of my, like, that's, like, my 2020 hype track, fuck you, you know? Like, I'm, like, I turn on that song when I need to be mad and, you know, get it out. So I was really looking forward to this song. And so, yeah, right when it started, when we were together for day one, we saw that Yunki comes out and Namjoon comes out and it was like, okay, yeah, we get it. We feel it, whatever. But it got to a prolonged amount of time where we both eventually said what we were thinking. We're like... Where the fuck, fuck is, is Hosak? Yeah, where is <laughs> Um, And I started... I don't know why. I was being, like, kind of a little anxious. I think I was I nervous. I was, too, but
1: I didn't want to share it with you because I didn't want to make you nervous.
0: Literally, this is what I think it was, is I really... If ARMY was nervous, maybe BTS was nervous. I feel like there's, there's just this weird mutual relationship thing. It's confusing. But, like, I felt a little nervous for the stages and for the performances and for the first day concert. But second day, I didn't feel that at all. Mm-hmm. But, like... Yeah, this nervousness inside of me on for UG. I was like, did J-Hope get hurt? Like, did did something happen to J-Hope? Like, why is he not out on stage? Even though there was that part of me that was like, maybe they're doing this for effect. Like, his verse hasn't come out, you know, like, his verse hasn't come yet. Maybe they're waiting. But it was long enough that we both were like, is J-Hope, where's J-Hope? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what's going on? little did we know that (laughs) he was just waiting to make a fucking entrance and come out with so much intensity like we didn't even talk about the setting of this performance which is a boxing ring and it was really cool for like the cables the ropes that go around the ring it was like Mm -hmm. the green lighting and they were in like boxing robes and had you know varying degrees of like boxing gloves around their necks or whatever and actually day two namjoon i think came out with one hand in the boxing glove and oh, he was this like
0: black punched. glittery boxing Fuck. glove that really changed it for me i think i messaged you on day two i'm like the glove like the glove changed <laughs> Nam June for me like yeah. not that he wasn't wrecking me the day before but like the whole nother level of sexy no yeah
1: I get it yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah I thought it was really clever because UG is such a like in your face song um and we love the rap line in robes <laughs> when they're yes. performing so oh to my see God. They, they went with this boxing robe I like, didn't even think of that perfect there was definitely a lot of thought that went into like that like
1: some cypher part four robes exactly. you know except for bring it to 2020 and yeah, put it with like, Ugg Don't
0: tell me you weren't wrecked by Hosok and a crushed purple, like, velvet robe with cipher. Um, So to see the robes be brought back, uh, yeah, it was really, yeah, silk robes and a boxing rink. And, like, I think the, like, wires or whatever the outlining edges of the boxing uh, rink was, like, lasers, green lasers, which Mm -hmm. was really
1: cool. It was so cool. And, I mean, I think specifically on day two, just because I think they were more comfortable, it was less nervous. They had done it before mm-hmm. they were aggressive with mm. each other that I have one distinct moment that I need you to write a fanfic about mm-hmm. where <laughs> where you know like Namjoon steps up to Hoseok and Yoongi kind of standing next to both of them shoves him back I mean, the intensity, uh, they were both, I mean, they were, before even Hosak was out on stage, Namjoon and Yoongi were rapping their verses at each other. In
0: in each other's faces, yeah. Yeah. Like, Nam, I don't know what got into Namjoon for this uh, (laughs) UGG day two performance, but he, like, stepped towards Yoongi, like, three times, and Yoongi backs up three times, and then Yoongi eventually, like really physically shoves him like all right dude like get like get back it was so hot and I just like that didn't happen on day one I was like whoa what is going on with Namjoon (laughs) like he is here to fight um but yeah that part that you're talking about where uh Namjoon gets in Hoseok's face and what I this really is a fanfic here because what I love about it is J-Hope kind of like pushes Namjoon back when he gets in his face but he like j-hope even turns to yungi like you gonna do something about this you know kind of like help me out like yeah. you're gonna do something about this and yoongi takes his like every like muscle in his body and shoves namjoon away and namjoon like his he's like physically moved, stumbled stumbled backward yeah. And I'm like, damn, damn, <laughs> damn. <laughs> these men are, like, fighting each other. Yeah, It's so hot. <laughs> yeah,
1: incredible. They just, I mean, this performance was one of the best of yeah, the night. it was one of
0: the best. Yeah. I just have to say props to J-Hope. I mean, when he came out, I think this is when I'm, like, ultimate wrecked. I have watched this on loop, just any sort of focus fan cam of J-Hope that I can find on Twitter. And I can just watch it over and over and over. He really lost himself in this performance. He really put everything he had into this performance. Um, And it really, I've said this so many times about Jay hope but he's just such a performer. He's one of the best entertainers of all time. Yeah.
1: He is such an incredible entertainer. And I think that's why we get so fucking wrecked by him it's, during concerts. He's meant
0: to be on the stage. Yeah. I think all of them are. But the the stage presence that j has and like how he can move a crowd is like nothing that's ever been done before. Mm-mm. He is one of the best entertainers of all time. Yeah.
1: He just exudes it from his body and like captivates all of us uh, across the world simultaneously. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about Zero O'Clock whiplash whiplash of, they had to do it to us you know it's it's throwback to the outro tier into fucking truth untold no um <laughs> so we had zero o'clock oh and it was the is, other
0: way around wasn't it it was truth untold into uh oh yeah yeah which no, i think it was truth worse
1: un, truth untold into outro tier oh yeah yeah Whoa, because we're so we were confused. we were crying yeah and then we heard tr- outro, outro tiers, tier and we were like no they
0: can't do this to us <laughs> like we just were sobbing <laughs>
1: yeah okay so at least we didn't have we weren't sobbing you know at yeah. this time around it was the other the other kind of whiplash this was, yeah, this intense was into just beautiful this was a little more a little more easy on the heart <laughs> um but zero o'clock was beautiful just the live vocals of the song incredible they all did so so well um hearing this song live like this with them just standing you know really thinking about how perfectly balanced this song is and how they all have great lines and it's not like one of them like Young, you know barely sings like he did during Truth Untold you know like Mm -hmm. we get to hear all of them um what really stood out to me and what was surprising was that they had choreo Mm -hmm. that at the end they all walked from behind their mics and came together kind of in the middle to do some choreo and it was mm-hmm. so great
0: mm-hmm. oh my gosh Kayla stopped me but I have to go back to UG for just a second because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot something I have to I'm so okay. sorry I have to okay. mention it otherwise I will hate myself yeah, later yeah do it J-Hope's ahems in his ad-libbing in fucking UG. the you know he normally is like ahem ahem whatever mm-hmm. but this like I am that oh he does. I'm God. like, what the fuck? Especially <laughs> on day two. Like both days man. he did it though. Both days he did it. And like he he takes off his like scarf that he's wearing and he like waves at us like I am like he is mocking the fuck out of us. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I'm sorry. I <laughs> i could talk about ug for the entire episode i know we're talking about zero o'clock
1: <laughs> can you just imagine i'm still how, not past Ugg. <laughs> just like how cocky and intense he would have gotten had he been able mm-hmm. to tour with this song Yeah,
0: and we didn't even mention that at the end of ug there was choreography too
1: yeah the rap line had their own choreo they had their
0: own little like mini dance break at the it end was of very Ugg. small very small But it was there. But it was there. Yeah.
1: We always wondered what they would fill that time with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yes, zero o'clock. I was surprised by the choreography too. And I'm glad that they put it in there. And the vocal line did such an incredible job. And I was very, very moved, uh, especially day one. Yeah. I was very, very moved by it.
1: I loved how there was a timer counting down behind them and right as they got to singing zero o'clock in the song, the timer was counting down to zero every single verse and it would reset and it was so perfectly timed and it was such a cool effect. Like, I feel like they spent a lot of money for this concert and like all of the different stages that they had, but they also had really cool, simple production like that. Um, And I think like there was a lot of times where I could tell it was BTS's creative decisions that are like, Coming out, like structuring what this whole concert looked like. You know, we haven't really touched on that at all, but I just think like each one of their stages is very them. It's
0: very them. And you can tell that they individually had an opinion and what they wanted for it. And that's what makes it all the more special. Yeah. Yeah. To really see, you know, we have an idea of their personalities. We watch in the soup and bon voyage and we really feel like we know them and they i think really know us so we can see the influence of their own personality and taste put into these solo stages
1: for sure i mean i guess it's perfect time to talk about my time yeah Uh, because this is one of those songs that definitely has jungkook's personality um and taste put into the performance like ug was most anticipated for you for me this was like probably my most anticipated because Mm -hmm. out of all the songs on map of the soul seven this was like i mean if not number one like at least number two like black swan on those are incredible songs but like as far as the solo songs I mean I don't know shadow ego okay but like
0: yeah but don't you really is, like my I time I
1: love my time I always loved the lyrics I always loved the vibe of it like the R&B vibe I always felt like was so Jungkook and I also felt like it was such a sexy song mm-hmm. um, and such like a smooth song so I could not wait to see this performance um, and it did not disappoint mm-hmm. Jungkook was so fucking sexy both nights the first night the full black outfit with those tight pants and like the sin yeah holy shit Mm -hmm. the second night with the all red I mean red just really does something but then that like animal print shirt that was half unbuttoned where you just got little glimpses of his chest and like the shape and the fullness and the contour and like wow his pecs (laughs) holy fucking shit and like also I mean the choreography you can cut me off at any time because I know you have stuff to say too but the choreography was so sexy so smooth I mean he had like where he would, like, touch his inner thigh and, like, slowly drag his hand up towards his crotch. He had body rolls. He, I mean, he, at one point, he, I mean, obviously, he lifts up his shirt to show his abs, and then he drops down to the ground, and he does these, like, lunges where he's thrusting and gliding across the floor, like, at us, very sensual, very sexual. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, overtly, he's trying to be hot. I mean... Mm -hmm. Not just trying, like, obviously succeeding and just showing off how fucking hot he is and how good of a dancer he is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Everything that you just said, yes. (laughs) Um... It was really hard for me to process this whole thing because we haven't gotten anything like this from Jungkook. We're talking like we're coming off of Begin and Euphoria, so yeah, we've got twenty-three-year-old Jungkook out here doing this kind of performance.
1: Um, obscene. If you thought Idol was obscene, you know, like
0: oh just no, this.
1: Perf- I mean, nothing holds a candle to this performance, and
0: it, I hate it because this isn't his like even final form. Like he's <laughs> it's not even his final form. I mean, look at like where BTS now are now like the older members and they just keep getting hotter and hotter
1: yeah so maturity. maturity, jungkook
0: just has so much farther to go oh,
1: okay, you cannot <laughs> tell me right now i am i'm gonna have like a full-on meltdown i cannot process this, that
0: this performance was um extremely extremely hot and um i think you know i can share this because this is our podcast and yeah. this is how i feel um but i was telling you earlier kayla like there's a lot of people um on Twitter who are talking about just like the meaning of my time, which my time is, there's lots of meanings for it. Yes. He's talking about his childhood and yes, he's at times, at times he's talking about like those years that he's lost, you know, as, as a normal childhood. But I don't think, you know, I think maybe some of this performance is about that exposure, especially with like the cameras that we see, you do see those cameras. And I feel like that's intentional, for when he's coming down that like catwalk, basically, um, you know, he's just coming at us with wonderfully uh, powerful and suggestive dance moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I do think that that you know there is a there is an idea and look into the loss of innocence. But I truly believe that Jonko had a lot to say in this performance. And I don't think he wants armies out in the audience looking away, thinking, oh, this is him talking about his, like, exposure and loss of innocence. I should feel guilty
1: Guilty. and shameful that I'm thinking about him in this way. I
0: think that he did this because he wanted army to see this and he wants to hear us go crazy yeah he wants us to go wild he's thinking of the nunas you know like he really is this 23 year old mature grown man you know presenting himself in this like grown-up way yeah in a way that i think you know he Why can't we go
1: feral over Park Jimin and Kim yeah. Taehyung, but it's not okay for With us Jungkook. to go absolutely feral over Jungkook when he is, like, I he mean. He wants
0: it. He wants it. Don't tell me this, If boy. he wanted us
1: to take this performance yeah. as, like, a sad reflection of, like, you know, loss of a normal childhood, mm-hmm. then the music would reflect that feeling as well this music is very r&b very sensual you know like we i mean i thought it was sexy before we even looked at the korean lyrics and the
0: slow r&b man that's what it is and i think that's what jungkook wanted to do it's so much his style it's so
1: much his style and the chorus is literally i'm gonna love ya, i'm gonna touch ya." yeah so you can't tell me i mean yes he references like loss of time in his childhood but that's not the whole picture of the song
0: i think we've talked about it in our review our, of this album and of this song we talked about like we think this is jungkook saying like he wants someone he looks forward to that time i'm gonna find that time for that person when that comes if it hasn't already come you know like yeah. it's really him like you know he wants to love someone on a very intimate level and i think that he wanted to share this with army obviously this is what he wanted and so i'm not gonna feel guilty for being like wow i am just turned on to the max like i mean nobody
1: can guilt me (laughs) into feeling bad for finding this performance suggestive yeah they can't because that's just what it is it
0: was so well done and the, the black outfit the red outfit he oh man he was Mm-mm-mm. so smooth every movement is so smooth so controlled the yes while he was like <laughs> like yes the way he so smoothly took off his robe and so coolly and smoothly rolled it back on I'm like wow he had to have practiced that a lot because that is the smoothest move I've ever seen and he consistently did it throughout the performance yeah he did such a good job incredible
1: um, It's the one that I, I mean, I want to watch the whole concert again, but like I cannot stop thinking about this performance. It's iconic. 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 Hell yeah. So next up was Filter. Um, And this performance, day one, day two, the main differences is like day one, he's wearing a white shirt, black pants, black pants, day two, full black outfit to me. I prefer the full black outfit. Um, I just feel like he looks so hot, so, so good. And I think he was a little bit more comfortable on day two also. Like, I think the day one nerves came out a little bit um, for him on day one. It's just uh, the first concert, you know, it's kind of tough. Um, but really what a lot of people were talking about with this performance was the mannequin and how... When you see this like mannequin dressed up as a like a woman, um, your first thought might be that he's gonna go do some like hetero style dance with it you know almost as if you know like the kim taehyung singularity coat rack thing Mm -hmm. like the sensual kind of dance with it but no instead he starts undressing not in a sexual way taking it off and putting it on him taking these like you know quote-unquote like women's clothing items and putting them onto him Um, and so a lot of people were really expressing you know the sim the symbolic meanings behind him doing this and how you know jimin seems like he can be more fluid with like his gender and his preferences and we all we often like think about androgyny with him with like the makeup that he wears the style that he has even on day two he was wearing fake eyelashes yeah um and he just looks so fucking beautiful I'm mm. um, incredible so i loved that he did that and choreo was amazing i you know had a little latin flair to it really fun like great moves with the backup dancers too but really what switches this performance for me like for everyone for everyone zero to 100 is the costume change the quick change where the the dancers file in front of him we just see clothes fly out from both sides and all of a sudden day one he's in this red suit this latin style red suit so it's like cinched waist hair back smoky eye Oh my fucking God. This is when he grows devil horns. This is when he is literally Satan. Yes. He squats and he like spreads his legs into like this lunge and he puts his hand on the innermost thigh, like millimeters from upper. Yeah.
0: Innermost thigh. Yeah.
1: As close as you could get without, you know, just full on a touching. A finger
0: away. Yeah.
1: <laughs> less than that. A Jim a, a, a and Pinky away. You know? <laughs> And he, at the same time, when he's doing this, he's, like, glaring and, like, just looking so fucking seductive. He, like, folds in
0: and, like, presses in two of his fingers when he, like, grabs his inner thigh. And I'm like, dude, you know, you <laughs> so know what you're doing You know with what that. you're doing. You're not, like, <laughs> gripping with Your whole hand, you were, like, just using a few fingers to grip your inner thigh, and it's like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Or what (laughs) about when
1: he, like, licks his two middle fingers and, you know, almost does, like, a little bit of a come here kind of gesture, you know? When he does... Yeah. When he kisses his, like, he, two fingers. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. Very suggestive, I think. Um, because it's not like he's giving us a kiss. He's kind of, like, just pressing his fingers to his lips. Yeah. And he has, like, the utmost, like, alluring eyes when he does it. And the look of mischief and knowing... Um, that goes along with it, I think just as to the suggestiveness. Yeah. You know, I think this is like something Park Jimin has the capability of doing. Uh, he is so alluring and seducing, and he has this power, and he definitely uses it to his advantage. And honestly, <laughs> so for you, like My Time was one of your favorite songs on the album. Yeah. One of the, my favorite solo songs on the album, probably my most favorite, although Moon is really up there. Um, is filter. I love filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so day one, I was super destroyed with that red outfit. Um, his full forehead. Yeah, that inner thigh grab kill me. The kissing <laughs> of the two the two fingers, amazing. Um, but night two with the purple suit, um, and his hair wasn't pushed back for this one. It was more forward and like down and PC. Silver hair, sexy. Jimin, you oh know? my God. He's got hair, the Jimin. lashes on. His eyeshadow is matching the purple suit. Um, kudos to their makeup team because his eyes are just like, I am, I have I feel it's like it's always I've,
1: been about the eyes, right?
0: Yes. I feel like I really know what a siren is now because <laughs> I, I find myself, I keep going back to this, this solo performance. This is the solo performance. I think I've gone back to the most, um, because I'm just really allured by Jimin. He did such a great job. And yeah. like, neck movements, the neck choreo that he does, and he, but just like the way that he seduces and pulls you in is just unreal. He did such a good job.
1: So appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So after this is Moon. So we get Jin, who comes out. Whiplash. Um, <laughs> because you go <laughs> from filter to Moon. And... I'm just going to be honest, Uh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but with like Jen's mint and seeing Moon on day one, just like seeing the parallels here, I thought he did such a good job with Moon, and I'm like, I've always told you, and I think a lot of armies feel that Moon really fits who Jen is. And the whole time, too, for like before Moon, I had turned to you multiple times on day one, like. I didn't realize how much I missed Jen. Like, I missed him so much. I'm like, Jen, baby, anytime his face was on the TV, I was like, yes, I miss you. So to see his solo stage um, and then to hear later on that he felt like it was a promotional uh
1: yeah like it didn't it seemed like a promotional performance didn't seem like a real
0: concert, concert real
1: performance for him and i feel like you could for me i could definitely see that on day one like yeah. he just didn't seem to be as in it almost as if, as if he didn't believe himself you yeah. know
0: i think he really was in it and he was delivering it as much as he could and as best he could but i feel like i could sense a little of that a little bit of that disappointment of like wow This is a song that he literally wrote about ARMY, his relation, his personal relationship with ARMY and his first time. And we've heard all these ballads from him that are beautiful and gorgeous. But to see that like his first time performing a song that he that is happy and a B and very much more gen than I think the previous solo songs that he's had. Not to say that those were not gorgeous. He's just meant to sing ballads. He
1: executed them beautifully because he is so meant to sing ballads. Yeah,
0: but Moon, I think, was so much more for him. And did, like, it just breaks my heart knowing that ARMY couldn't physically be there with him when he finally got to perform something like
1: this. This is like, you know, Jungkook had euphoria. That was his big with ARMY, you know, Mm -hmm. where he literally flew over ARMY at concerts and sang to ARMY that we're his euphoria, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is this was Jin's song for that. To to you, I'm
0: just the moon. Like, I mean, literally. But you're my whole
1: world. I revolve around you. Yes. I mean, he, Jin, this is what breaks my heart, I think, most about this concert and who I keep thinking about is that Jin so deserved to tour with this song yeah. he so deserved to feel army's love from all over the world when he sang that song us singing it with him us singing back at him because like he is our whole world yeah. like to us we're just you know we're we're the moon you know
0: if i could have transported myself for any of these songs it would have been for moon yeah. so i could let jen really know how good of a job he was doing this stage he was his vocals were beautiful i love his white mic he had like he was standing on a moon and he had such a beautiful stage and the planets all around him were gorgeous and to see him like power walk out to a second stage like if we were in like the stadium live jen would have came to the second stage imagine that i know imagine I that know man it breaks my heart it really breaks my heart but he powered out to that second stage and he had those like little foxes behind it you know like the so cute yeah it was so cute and then at the very end he had a world um which he's you know he's looking right at the camera like this is you army and he kisses it and hugs it i think he hugs it for the second night Mm -hmm. kisses it for the first it was so well done and jen's vocals were unreal and he um just blows me away.
1: Yeah, so cool, and what a cool stage. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah.
0: So after Moon was Inner Child, I love Taeyang. Obviously, I'm a Taeyang bias. Yeah, but Inner Child is like not my favorite solo track. Which um, is okay. Like yeah. Filter
1: is not my favorite solo track.
0: It's okay. singularity. I know. <laughs> you know, I listen to that <laughs> shit daily. Like that is like, I praise that song so much. But I love Inner Child. I do, and I really think it suits. Young and who he is but for his stage he came out on this like um carousel which was so cool that was suspended from the ceiling Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's how he was riding up and down it and on the other side of this carousel was this young boy and at first i was a little unsure i was like okay he's gonna interact with this kid like all right like that's you know i'm i think it's gonna make my heart suffer but i also was like just not expecting that yeah But something so special about Inner Child for me um, and I think for a lot of ARMY that I just, like I said, it's not one of my favorite songs, but this was one of my favorite songs performed for the concert because it was when I most felt like I was physically dropped into that stadium with Mm -hmm. them. Um, I felt really connected with Taeyang uh, because he did end up during Inner Child. We did all end up getting to show up around him and like the armies that were put on like that were streaming live Mm -hmm. on the screen on the screens got to be a part of his solo stage which is so so special yeah and
1: previously like you know bts had seen all of the armies who got to you know be shown on the screen Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the concert but Mm -hmm. we really felt like during all of their performances their solo stages just because their stages took up those screens the armies they weren't able to see army actually while performing the majority of the concert yeah
0: they didn't want to remove the effect of like those stages but taehyung's had it incorporated in it and so that was, like, one of the first times we really got to see Young be performing while ARMY is, like, singing. You could hear ARMY singing, we gon' change. Yes. And it was so moving. Kayla, night one, I was just sobbing. I was yeah. just, like, full tears looking at you, like, what? I did not expect <laughs> this to happen. I feel like I'm there. He, Young did such a good job he did, such a, he good did job. such a good job and the way that he interacted with that like boy on stage mm-hmm. was just like so sweet and so cute and it really looked like he yeah. was looking to his younger self like gonna change because know? that's really
1: what this song is about it's mm-hmm. like a song to his inner child and you know what i'm just gonna go back to your point about my time about the people like saying don't sexualize jungkook this song's about his childhood whatever mm-hmm. This song for Tae Young is about his childhood. Yeah. Clearly, it'd be bizarre if we were sexualizing Tae Young over this song. Yeah. Because that's not what this performance, that's not what the song feels like. That's not what this song is about. Like clearly, my time is so different in like the vibe and the mood. But like this song, such a wonderful like ballad and love song to your younger yeah, self. Like
0: comforting your younger self mm-hmm. and to hear this see like actually see for the stage, an older Tae Young looking and seeing singing and talking to a younger Taeyang, like... So sweet. Like, just literally comforting... Him, you know his younger self yeah.
1: like, and it was also okay, cute yeah. when he was singing the song how like as because he gets off the carousel and stands there at a microphone but his you know the little boy younger <laughs> self stays on the carousel and is just slowly rotating around yeah. this little boy did such a good job like he knew when he was on camera he had this cute little smile yeah on. he was smiling
0: the whole
1: time he yeah. was so cute but it was really cute when Young would like you know point over to him gesture over to him kind of behind his shoulder yeah, or something adorable
0: like such in a light manner Mm -hmm. such a light manner that it just really fit it really fit he did such a good job he
1: did such a good job um, after Inner Child, we got Ego. So we're kind of like, you know, now we're to the outro of the map of the soul seven songs. And mm-hmm. Ego was so incredible, such a production. Really threw us back to the vibe of the music video with cars mm-hmm. and you know, like J Hope sitting in the back of this like red muscle car, and they even drive forward on the stage and um, you know, super upbeat super energetic like this yeah. is when full entertainer j-hope comes out
0: yeah i loved the choreography yeah, it was um, so fun. i can't even describe the choreography but the the front and forward hips and the like arm like the forearm moving up and down mm-hmm. uh just it was so fun it was so great I mean it's
1: like that classic happy dance too when he does like arms up in the sky Mm -hmm. you know like he did the one arm up and then brings it back down Mm -hmm. I feel like that's such like those types of dance moves are so happy and so fun it was
0: such a great stage and he did such a good job and it's I'm like look I think it was hard for me to process ego because I was like wait is that the same guy like from, from UG? <laughs> what? What? Like what? Yeah, um, yeah. But that like upbeat, bright, funky hosak. And I think I had told you too. Like J Hope loves some funk and some gospel singing because um, I really think of Mama with yeah. his solo stage with Mama and having that whole gospel choir behind him um to have that like you know that's my ego you know like all of that it just it just suits him it just suits him so well and the choreography was perfect and his his white t-shirt was just a little short and so we got some (laughs) little tummy coming out and he looked thick and great Mm -hmm. yeah he was yeah uh
1: amazing i'm destroyed constantly
0: by him i i think you and i might just be at a moment in our lives where we're like double biasing i, I don't mean, know
1: and honestly like j-hope me. wrecks me every time i see him this is what the problem is i've always said i mean i've said for a long time Jim and bias but constantly wrecked by the entire rap line mm-hmm. and now i'm saying double bias but still wrecked by Yungi and j-hope all the time like mm-hmm. at every moment um i feel like j-hope this is one of the performances that i felt like he had live army there like that's how the level that he performed it felt like he was really affecting the crowd i mean i think armies around the world were so into it he just so commands led by the him the stage
0: he commands the stage i don't know what else to say like yeah. just dance mama whatever it is he i don't he just has this stage presence that all of them have great power and performance ability, but J Hope is just really on a different level. I mean, he's just yeah. so good at he commanding even, a stage.
1: He even had the confidence during his performance, I think on both nights, to say stuff like, Are you ready? Come on, like yeah. let's go. Like things that you would say to Army during a live in-person yeah. concert. And that takes a lot when you like can't see anybody while you're performing.
0: He is unreal. Yeah. He is unreal. He yeah. deserves to be in history books. Like he is <laughs> Is unreal. He's All
1: praise to Jung Ho Sok.
0: Truly. I I like I opened up with this like I am being I'm just so blown away. This yeah. concert, he really blew me away.
1: I can't believe he used to be so low on our bias list.
0: I mean, I what just What were we doing? What? Why? Why?
1: (laughs) Um, Okay, so we kind of leave the Map of the Soul 7 era songs. They do Boy with Love, which was really cool because they did Boy in Love earlier right after Persona, and we got the Umbrella choreography again that we got during Bang Bang Con. So I thought this Boy with Love performance was just really fun and super cute.
0: Love the Umbrella choreography, and there was still rainbow lighting on them, Yeah, those LED rainbow lights, yeah.
1: Yeah, and Boy with Love was a really big song for them, because it was their first like hit track that they actually had a feature on having Halsey on there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we got DNA, which we talked about was also a really big song for them. Like with DNA for the first time they performed in the United States, you know, at an awards show. Um, You had a whole party for it that, Mm -hmm. you know, we like played run BTS games and everything with. Like this was absolutely huge and monumental and pivotal for them
0: monumental monumental my biggest takeaway from this stage that they did for the concert was i really felt like i was taken back to 2017 yes because they like
1: green screened it so Mm -hmm. it was all of the galaxy effects from the dna music video that was fucking cool yeah
0: we both were like wow we really just threw it back
1: yeah they did such a good job with that Mm -hmm. and then going from boy with love into dna both pivotal songs into dope yeah which is the song that got both of us into bts the first song both of us saw for bts um a song that definitely stands the test of time Mm -hmm. and this was a huge song for them too like this song really made them blow up in korea Mm -hmm. um for one of the first times because it was so catchy Mm -hmm. um, and everybody loved it so really important and monumental to have dope here towards the end of the concert. Also,
0: even though we've talked about it, even though DNA was our first official comeback, we had several other, other songs that could have gotten us into it. Blood, sweat and tears, spring day, not today fire. But no, it was dope. It was dope that got us into the fandom, which is crazy. Yeah. I think that really sees how influ- influential this song was. I think it was great that they performed it, and the stage was so cool with the elevator. I thought that was clever. Oh my
1: gosh, so cool. It was like taking us on a journey over the past seven years, and also about, I mean, we've talked about the glass ceiling. I don't know why I associate the glass ceiling with like a glass elevator, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory oh, or really? something, but like, <laughs> I think about them busting up through the glass ceiling like i mean just seeing them go up and up all these levels Mm -hmm. during this song was really cool yeah but there's
0: also like an elevator in dope like that you see yeah jimin and taehyung in and yeah um so i was like wow this is really clever and then at the end when they really this is when they were starting to have a little bit of fun you could see them having a little bit of fun during dope and when they just like get thrown down in this elevator at the end of the song really hyping it up it was it was so well done i was i was blown away with the stage for dope
1: yeah super cool and then the last official song before the encore was no more dream which we've already talked about this song during this episode but how fucking cool that their debut song that is so monumental we've already said stands the test of time is still people's favorite bts song is the song that they're like ending the official set list with
0: yeah that's how they're where it ending all began it. and um they did the, uh, the No More Dream Dance Breaks.
1: Yeah. Fuck. They did the No More Dream Dance Breaks in 2020.
0: Yeah. Um, and it was so funny because I literally had just tweeted out, like, please tweet hard ho Sock. And people, there were so many iconics who replied with J Hope during the No More Dream Dance Break. And then little did we know that we were going to get it a few days later, and we've got j Hope doing the fucking no more Dream dance.". The first out
1: body roll mm, like mm, 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 fuck.
0: Mm, mm, yeah, yeah,
1: damn it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, things that we don't deserve but are so thankful um, for.:
0: The like full-grown mature BTS will never get will never get sick or tired of seeing no more dream.:
1: No, no we won't. We'll
0: never be disappointed with that.
1: No, I I mean, definitely not. Um, So then they went into the encore, and I'm just going to talk about the songs that they performed for the encore because really the main things we want to talk about with the encore is just how much fun they get to have with each other on stage during the encore. So they did Butterfly, and they did Run, and during this time, they got to see army all around them on the screen and in front of them which was really cool just seeing them for the first time really since the beginning of the concert looking around army interacting with army and you know getting that payoff of oh this is who we're performing for right now Um, and then they decided to they said that they added it for the day one concert they said we decided this morning to add dynamite because You know, it had achieved such massive success that they wanted to share it with us and perform it live with us, mm-hmm. which was so so special. Um, of course, the Dynamite performances were awesome, but something a big standout for those two performances it was on day two, Nam June for his ladies and gentlemen part. He said it in Korean, mm-hmm. and now people are like, "Give me the full song in Korean!" Like, mm-hmm. I just think it's awesome that you know when he spoke about Dynamite, he said. We didn't really have time to, you know, change it to Korean. The you know, the Korean title, Korean lyrics that I tried out just weren't working as well as the original. Mm -hmm. So they just went ahead with the English because fuck it, it's twenty twenty. So knowing that he's still thinking about that and that he wanted to just add in some Korean and the potential of, you know, him adding in more or the other rappers adding in more here and there and doing almost like a another remix, like the Korean remix or something of Dynamite is really cool to me. Mm
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad that he did that, and it really stood out. We heard it. We, yeah. We definitely heard it. Um, yeah, I thought it was really special that they shared Dynamite with us, and it reminded me of last week when literally on our episode, I told you how whenever I get gifts for you or something or news for you, I just I can't contain it. I can't mm-hmm. contain it. And I really think that the success of Dynamite was just so uh, extremely um big for bts and army and just so much excitement around it that how could they not they couldn't they couldn't wait they had to share it with us yeah yeah they Super wanted to special. be like thank you you know <laughs> like yes look at payoff like, look at this success uh so much excitement yeah. and we were excited to see it too for sure okay so here we are, we're going to get into the mints where we didn't look up the mints or put them in the Google doc or anything. We're just kind of going off what we really remember and what really resonated with us on the mints of day one and day two. So for day one, Namjoon started off, he had two mints, but he started off with saying before we all got into it, um, ARMY is strong and BTS is strong and If you look at the history of BTS and you look at the history of ARMY, uh, there's a lot that's been overcome. There's been a lot that's been endured. Uh, They are music for healing. This is what they do. Um, So it only makes sense that something like this, an online concert, a pandemic, uh, this is like a part of the story. Yeah. This is a part of the journey, and we're going to be strong and get through it.
1: And kind of like what you said earlier, like along those same lines of it was – meant to happen you know is it what anyone envisioned or what they wanted or what we wanted no but what he said was really comforting where he said it's not ARMY's fault it's not our fault it's just how things are right now and I really truly believe that BTS made the best of the situation and I think us as army just enjoying and you know watching this concert is us making the best of the situation as well yeah. um going along where he said army is strong bts is strong he was talking about how the relationship that we've had over these seven years and what we've built together um, is stronger than the distance and the time and the separation of this pandemic yeah. Um, and it was true and really comforting yeah
0: he's like literally we're so strong and And uh, he ends up saying, "You know, I love you, Army. Mm -hmm. Like I truly love Love you, you. and
1: like literally, yeah. yeah, You
0: could see that he was trying to get across as much as he can that, like, you know, I love you, and he knows we love him too. It's just, it's the way it is, and it's funny because it's just like this weird relationship, but it's, it's there, and he knows, yeah, we know. So, uh, uh, j Hope then ends up going in to his mint." Uh, for day one. And J-Hope really, I felt like he was giving a timeline, uh, a true raw emotion of where he's been these past few months. And he was really raw with us and thinking like, yeah, like I was naive. I really thought this was going to pass. Like this would be, oh, a couple months, a few months. And I really connected with him on that because when people ask me, oh, what's going to happen with your BTS concert tickets? What's going to happen with the BTS concert? And my response was like it's still gonna happen yeah. yeah it's still gonna happen I don't know it'll be postponed October whatever I was thinking I've got weddings this fall fuck like yeah. I'm gonna go to a BTS the time concert line yeah, up. yeah exactly um but here we are uh October 2020 and that it's the pandemic is still insane yeah. so yeah the concerts aren't happening so J-Hope ends up saying he's frustrated. And this is a common theme that I think all of the members end up saying, to some extent, that they're just frustrated and that they're trying to solve it, and they're trying to figure out what to do. Um, and they, J-Hope really laid it out for us. Like, he was so open, and yeah. he hasn't said any of this. And none of them had said any of this, and it was kind of nagging on my mind, like, what is going to happen? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, when are we going to see them? Uh, can they give us some sort of idea? And so for him to be this open, he looked a little teary-eyed. He yeah. looked like he was on the verge of, like, breaking down but i think like the frustration dominates that
1: i appreciated the honesty Mm -hmm. um i don't know what they had planned to say ahead of time but i feel like they all went off script Mm -hmm. um and i don't know that like in an interview setting or like in a tweet or a v live or you know a youtube live or whatever i don't think that they would have shared anything like this um Mm -hmm. i feel like he was so truthful and so honest and I enjoyed I mean at least how raw he was even though it was hard you know seeing their frustration like we really enjoyed the first concert and yeah we could notice here and there like maybe they were a little nervous or whatever but it was still an incredible concert and we felt fulfilled did we feel like we were at a concert right in front of them no but did we really enjoy it and have a lot of fun and like were we blown away by their performances 100 percent. so it was bittersweet that they were i mean he he was the first to say it but a, a lot of them really echoed it Jin echoed it later um jimin cried saying you know why does this have to happen to me and he really broke down because they were all just frustrated that this concert and this setting and this untacked concert is not what they planned and what they wanted to be able to provide. Yeah. Yeah. But we've really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, we did. Um, which is why like hearing Jen saying he was so disappointed that it was just, it didn't feel like a concert and that it felt like a promotional uh, video that he did that he did the performance for That really broke my heart. Jimin, I mean, I cried for inner child. I teared up for zero o'clock. But when Jimin gave his mint, I was just full-blown tears. I couldn't believe. I felt, I just wanted to hug him. I just wanted to let him know that he did such a good job. You could see a lot of that, like, uh, (sighs) Jimin has this tendency to just be so hard on himself. And Mm -hmm. you could see that really coming through. And I thought, Wow. Is this the way Jimin's been feeling these past couple months? Yeah, like, like
1: he's not good enough. Yeah, it know? really broke my heart. Yeah. And for
0: him to be like, why does this have to happen to me? Is like ultimate like heartbreak. Heartbreak. Yeah,
1: it takes a lot for me to cry. Like I, there has to be a lot that happens for me to like actually get to the point of tears coming out, you know, mm-hmm. and streaming down my face. But I definitely like I was really sad and really moved by these members and... You know, just what they were saying and feeling just seeing their emotions, you know, mm-hmm. like they just it, it it made the ending of the concert bittersweet for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we talked a lot about this and we didn't want to be like negative about the concert at all, because like I said, we really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But it just it's the reality of doing an online concert during COVID Nothing is going to be as good as being face to face. You know, it's like another thing that COVID has made harder about life, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I
0: told you, I'm like, man, I've been mad at COVID. But man, am I mad at COVID for taking this mature concert away from me. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, even thinking back to my time, like, this, I mean, all the VCRs, super mature, super sexy. (laughs) Filter, Ugg, I mean, even on.
0: Even Inner Child. Inner Child.
1: I mean, Moon, moon. again. Like I'm, We were robbed. We were robbed. I <laughs> cannot, cannot say, express enough, how much BTS deserved to tour with these songs, mm-hmm. how incredible these performances were with only two nights of ever performing them, um, how incredible like just the vocals, the rap, just everything that went into the stages. Um, they so deserved to tour.
0: As disheartening as it is, this concert, I think, as for what it is, will go down in history as this monumental online concert that still took place and still was impactful and still was being heard and seen and appreciated by hundreds of thousands across the globe, Mm -hmm. you know, it says a lot, even though we wanted it in person, they want it in person. Um, it is what it is. And it's a statement within itself. It's not what we wanted or asked for, but you know, this is what was meant to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that really leads us into day two because day two ments were much more optimistic. I told you I really felt that after day one with what Jimin said and what all of them said and how the performances went, I think they had a real heart-to-heart deep convo I think Namjoon really loud I want to know what they said after that concert and I want to know what they said leading into day two like I just imagine this ultimate hype session that it must have happened before day two because they came out guns blazing they came out full energy so much comfort no nerves you know whatever and then these mints for day two were also optimistic. Jimin's like, I'm not going to cry. They gave me so much shit, yeah. you know. They gave me so much shit uh for crying, but you know, like it was just such more lighthearted, much more optimistic like we we will be together again like mm-hmm. someday that's going to happen. You know, this isn't what we wanted. This isn't your fault. This isn't my fault. Like this is just the way things are. Um Jin kind of Jen kind of still expresses disappointment of, like, not feeling that live energy. How can you not? We understand that we're not feeling that live energy on the other end, too. But it's still, like, an incredible concert. Yeah. It's it's hard to describe. It's just nothing that we've ever done before, experienced before. I don't think humanity has quite experienced or done anything quite like this before. Ultimately, all in all, they were much more optimistic with their day two ments.
1: Yeah, for sure. They, they seemed more fulfilled from the concert. They seemed happier. They seemed satisfied with their work too. I think some of it was like day one, first time doing the concert. They were a bit unsatisfied with their performances, even though we felt like they were incredible. But I definitely think they made more improvements with day two. They, again, like the lack of nerves and nervousness Mm -hmm. and just like the hype and the energy that they were able to bring on that second day was a little bit more and a little bit different than day one
0: what i loved with the day two months just here right at the end i want to say like when Young said that he would walk from seoul to busan in every single one of the members was like fuck that <laughs> like, no, I'm not, don't like watch what you say blah 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 but it's just for me it was like a flashback to like just who bts are to the core i mean when when Young was explaining i purple you and explaining the color purple, all of the members, like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you
1: saying? Yeah, and here it's become (laughs) this huge thing.
0: So, I, I just thought it was so perfect when Young's like, I would walk from Seoul to Busan for ARMY and all of them were just giving him shit like, speak for yourself, you know, (laughs) like, we're not doing that. This is
1: gonna become a thing now though, (laughs) like, Young, we'd walk from Seoul to Busan for you, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah, Yeah. definitely. I, I loved, I loved that. Mm -hmm. And also, they all seemed, way more like concerty like interacting fun with each other on the end of day two the end of the mens on day two mm-hmm. like you know getting in the way of jin's kiss or you know just like oh more my god playful. jungkook
0: getting in the way of jin's kiss was like iconic to me yeah. to see jin's reaction to that was amazing <laughs> thank you jungkook for doing that because yeah. that really flustered him <laughs>
1: um and then just lastly to wrap up we are bulletproof the eternal the uh Encore to the Encore... This, I mean, I think we all wanted this song to be live. We they, all wanted to perform this. They
0: wanted this live. Yeah,
1: this song deserved to be live. And on day two, I watched the multi cam because day one, a lot of the stage that's shown on like camera one is like the out stage where you can see like the cubes with army's faces floating on them and whatever, but you don't get close ups of them. So day two, I watched a lot of the close up cameras of each of them so much passion so much love when they were performing this and i really felt you know the meaning of this song and like that kind of like forever everlasting love that we have between bts and army
0: yeah yeah this song was meant to be performed with all of us together and it's i can almost say for certain that i think that they will perform this song live for army Whenever we get that chance. I think so. It's meant, um, but it was long overdue and we needed it and they did it anyways. And I'm sure it was a very, very hard decision. But um, I'm glad that they performed We Are Bulletproof the Eternal. And boy, did I cry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I thought I would. Yeah.
1: Such a perfect way to end the concert. I do hope they perform it live one day. I think they will. So that kind of ends our conversation about this uh, amazing concert event weekend map of the soul one um definitely a uh set list that deserved a tour but honestly we'll take what we can get at least we can re-watch the concert as many times as we want we already both want to re-watch it mm-hmm. cannot stop thinking about these performances we absolutely loved it um, we do want to hear what you guys had to think about the concert we love when you guys reach out to us you can email us, you can tweet at us, you can DM us um, Standing BTS Podcast on social media or Standing BTS Pod, um, give us a follow, you know, interact with us, we love love hearing from you guys it's the best part of our week um so of course um if you like this episode or any of our previous episodes reach out to us write us a review let us know what you think Um, and of course you can find links for all of those things in the description
0: in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts